You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. Greetings. My name is Eluth Espinoza, founder of Anthony's Voice, an organization named after my grandson, Anthony Brown. Anthony was diagnosed with autism at the early age of three years old. He is currently 21 years of age and is still considered nonverbal. Our journey has been one of many challenges as well as unimagined rewards. This year, for Autism Awareness Day, April 2nd, we're proud to announce our community partnership of Anthony's Voice and LoudmouthRadio.com. This month, Anthony's Voice will have a four-part series each Thursday of the month. Radio segments that will bring two communities together to discuss autism, share resources, highlight individuals on the spectrum, fundraisers, and so much more. No matter the time or the season, we're open and available 24-7. Shouldn't your dealership be too? Carumba.com, the convenient online used vehicle marketplace. Register your independent dealership now. Hi there. Yes, you. I know you probably don't want to hear this, but however, I have to say it anyway. Raising me won't be easy. It may never stop also. Loving me at times may be hard. Yes, people will probably be mean and nasty. Sometimes you and I may hear things rather harsh, especially when I do things you and others won't understand. But... I will do things you will understand too, though probably at times unexpected and strange. There will be tears also, also screams, anger, and fear. I may even get violent for unexplained reasons, and you may wish to see inside my head. Also, I'm sorry if I'm unable to communicate in a way that you may understand, but I promise with all my heart I am here. It may seem I am locked in my own world, but I'm in yours too. Believe me, it's true. And yes, I will get older. Yes, I will age and grow up too. A lot of what was hard before this time may still be hard in the future. Please, if it becomes too much, please, please seek help. Don't abandon me, give up on me, or leave me to the dark. This was a poem written by Miss Maddie Angel. So good evening. So let's have a discussion. Today, I opened up one of my autism uh, Facebook groups and was reminded of all the struggles that parents, grandparents, caregivers are going through. There was a couple who had to call an ambulance last night and do a 72-hour hold due to the severity of her son's meltdowns and the danger that he was posing to the family. There was another mother who was desperate to find an answer to her son's violent headbanging. Yet another parent was just sick and tired. There were many of them that were expressing frustration over the lack of uh, resources and the long waiting lists and lack of programs. So I decided to share my journey um, because I was reminded vividly of the beginning. So when I first obtained Anthony, I am his grandmother and I, I have full custody of Anthony. 
And so when Anthony first came to me, it was a sh the shock of a lifetime. Um, I thought, okay, here's a challenge. No problem. I'll take it on. So anyway, um, the first few days that we spent together were days of him staring at me, me staring at him. But let's skip over the first few days and let's go on to the next few weeks. Um, a trip to the store quickly taught me that Anthony could not handle the outside world at that time. The minute we left the house, it began with getting into the car. Anthony, I would place Anthony into the car, walk around to the driver's side, and he would kindly have unlocked himself and took off out the door. So down the street I went, running after him and putting him back into the car. So this would go on for two, three times before finally, at some point, I decided to use a belt and actually tie him into the seat. I know that sounds a little abusive, but there was no way to keep him in the seat safely while I got into the driver's seat. So anyway, so off we go and I realize that I need gas. So I get to the gas station and I wonder, hmm, so now what do I do? How do I go and pay for the gas? How do I get out the car? Do I leave him in the car? So... After a while, I just simply looked up and saw someone and paid them to, to please pay for my gas, go into the store and pay for the gas for me. So we handled that challenge. Off we went to the supermarket. So we get to the supermarket and we walk into the supermarket and he begins to jump a little, make a little noise, swinging his arms and all of a sudden, boom. He starts running through the store, knocking things off the, off the shelves. I go chasing after him. I finally catch up to him. I grab him, and we are wrestling on the aisle of a grocery store. People are staring and whispering, and I'm just really baffled as to what to do except to sit there and hold him while he calm while he calmed down so anyway we leave the supermarket and i said okay well maybe he would like an ice cream he had not eaten in two days i could not figure everything i offered him he did not want so what child doesn't want ice cream so i sat outside of an ice cream shop until every customer left and I figure now we're safe. There's no one in the store. We can go into the ice cream parlor and get this ice cream. And we go inside. And everything was going well when another family walks into the ice cream shop. So the child begins to jump and the mother is, is disciplining and that kind of stuff. And Anthony is be looking anxious and all of a sudden he takes off and runs behind the counter and proceeds to run into the ice cream mini warehouse he had there. So I quickly am excusing myself from the owner. The owner is just staring, wondering what's going on. Is he getting robbed? He has no idea what's going on. I'm running behind the counter and chasing Anthony through his warehouse and then dragging this screaming, uh, wrestling child out of the store. 
So I finally get home and say, oh my God, what am I to do? So then I have to take him to the doctor. So I took him to the doctor where they prescribed him some medication and said, well, we're going to try this. Well, let me tell you, for the next three years, we tried all types of psychic medication that only made matters worse. And then to discover that the therapists were not really sure that these medications were going to work or do anything good. Everybody was just experimenting at the expense of who? Caregivers. Because let me tell you, the the meltdowns can get very severe with these uh, different crazy meds. So anyway, um, we proceed to experience, uh, I look up, I go to the restroom. Yes, even going to the restroom is a challenge. I come out the restroom, there's no Anthony. I look everywhere. Outside, I'm just looking, looking, and lo and behold, Anthony is on the top of the roof of the house. So I'm like, okay, so what do I do? Do I run in and get the phone and call the police? Do I try to climb up to the roof? Because he is not paying attention to me at all. He's just sitting there staring at me with a look of, I dare you to try to get me down. So needless to say, long story short, finally had to call police to try to get him down, which was a challenge in itself. Um, this was, was going to be a continuous problem. Every time he turned around, he was running off to find a high spot in the park, whether that was a tree that was 10 feet, I don't know, 20 feet tall, he was going to the very top. And so that's where that rock climbing activity started because I was tired of, I am a grandmother. Can you imagine? I was climbing the trees, trying to get him down and convince him that I was simply joining him. Another event, we go to a, a festival in the park and he has to use a restroom. Well, there's no restroom. I couldn't find a restroom. And so now I'm trying to show him, well, the thing that most people do with their children. Okay, here's a tree. Let me show you how to use a tree. Well, he looked at me, listened to my instructions, and then kindly unzippered his pants and peed right into a whole group of people. Forget the tree. He would, he leaned against the tree and peed out into the crowd. And I stood there totally embarrassed, did have no idea what to do. But at that point, P is going, hey, we just had to let it flow. So that was another experience. So then um, another one, we're going to the doctors. They restrained him. Something you don't really do with autistic individuals is restrain them. And they restrained him, gave him a shot. He took once, he took the shot took a breath and took off. He left out the office, needless to say, for the next seven hours, we had to call police. We had to close the uh, doctor's office down as we searched the whole area to find Anthony. We walked into stores. It was a rainy day. They finally found him close to the freeway, getting ready to walk up on the freeway. Um, And even then we were unable to get him into a car. Um, long story short, I had to give him volume and, uh, eventually got him home. Yeah. That's a whole nother story of me getting this big child out of the car into the house and dropping him. Yeah, it was, it was ugly, 
But um, another one, I'm just telling you, this is our every day. We go to a event to learn how to sail. And the minute we got out the car, I don't know if it was the wind was too, was blowing too much or I'm not sure what happened, but he went from happy-go-lucky to uh, the Hulk, okay? He snatched my phone. He crushed it. He ran into the streets. He, oh, it was horrible. Then he began to attack me. The people called the police. The police are trying to, there's five guys trying to hold him down. It was just, just horrible. Until the ambulance came, gave him a shot so that they could calm him down. That's often, unfortunately, sometimes when our children get very violent, this is the avenue that we must go. And I can go on and on and on with so many stories about Anthony and our adventures. But I want to say this. Um, When at that time, there was no services for Anthony as hardly any services for Anthony. There was no real studies about the gluten free diet, the vitamins, things of that nature. And so what I did is that I began to study parents who had had great success with their children as far as controlling meltdowns. We're not trying to cure autism because autism is a way of being. It is not an illness. What we are challenged with is their behaviors and sensitivities. So um, that was another nightmare. There was n- Today, you can find, easily find gluten-free foods. You can find a lot more non-GMO and uh, organic foods more reasonable. Back then, no such thing. It took me six stores, seven stores, just to find gluten-free bread. It took me, I had never spent so much money on groceries in my life and come out with two small bags. But anyway, that is another story about the vitamins and gluten. But I, I, the way I, the reason I went that route is that in studying the success that other parents had had, um, I, many had had a lot of success with the gluten-free diet and vitamins, and I began to study how the gut affects the mind, the brain. And for our children, many, many, many individuals on the autism suffer from gut and brain associated uh, uh, issues. Um, so unfortunately, this this information is not known by many of our parents. And that's a problem because giving them soda, sugar, caffeine, colored drinks, uh, all of these things. No, no, no. Um, with Anthony, it was a challenge. I had to run in McDonald's and give them some gluten-free buns and run back out so he wouldn't know that his burger had was gluten-free bread. So he, they don't want to be, some don't want to be different. Uh, giving him veggie nuggets since when he had an obsession with chicken nuggets. Uh, trying to figure out how to give him vitamins. I had to bake them in a cupcake, put them in ice cream, hide them however I could, crush them, and often I was unsuccessful. Anthony can smell out vitamins in anything. 
And so that's a whole nother story, but we kept at it and kept at it and kept at it till he finally, we finally have him where he takes vitamins and, uh, yeah, he takes pills without water. When he first started doing that, I, I started panicking and trying to, uh, remember my CPR and everything, thinking he's going to choke, but that's how he does it. He takes pills without water. And so now I'm good with it. But again, the journey has been tremendously stressful. Friends, friends, family, family, and friends just go away. Why? Not because they want to. I think they get uncomfortable with autism. They don't know what to do, how to help you. And that's one of the goals of Anthony's Voice is to help people, enlighten people on autism and understand some of their behaviors and also give ideas as to how the community can assist us. We often complain and are telling you all this and you're going, okay, but how can we help? One thing is this, it's important for us to also know this information because with the with our numbers being one out of every 44 children born with autism, the likelihood that almost everyone that is listening to my voice right now will either in, will encounter autism in their lifetime is very high. And so um, in order to be, this information is good so you can help your family member or friend or uh, you meet someone who's in despair and you can guide them to where they can get some resources and some help. Um, like opening up job opportunities because we have some brilliant minds. They're ready to do some stuff and the greatest workers. We want to tell family members, you know, fix a meal or friends, fix, fix your, fix these families a meal, offer to clean the house, offer to help with the siblings. The siblings are often neglected, often to offer couples a night out so that they can, uh, uh, have, you know, spend some time on their marriage learn about, spend time with people on the spectrum and you will find an amazing, an amazing world. Um, there's explaining autism to our children so that they are not staring or bullying and they can understand autism. As a matter of fact, so often once children understand autism, they are the kindest children to our community. Um, our children do not get invited to birthday parties. Come on, guys, invite our children. They also like some cake. But in making cake, make sure it's gluten-free. Make sure it's sugar-free frosting. Uh, let's change the way we do birthday parties and the foods that we offer because many of the issues that affect our children on the spectrum also is, uh, affect our atypical children. So just something to talk about, something to think about. Um, autism can look peculiar. The behavior is strange. But staring at them is not the answer. Staring at them just sometimes just makes the behavior worse. How would you like to be stared at when you can't control a trigger, a, a ticket that you might have, or, or you can't help that you limp, or you can't help some disability that you have and people are staring at you? It makes you feel some type of way. And it's the same way with our children. And it's also hard for us as parents and grandparents, you know, to just constantly be stared at and spoken of. Um, so 
So again, just looking to to build a, 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 a knowledge and respect for the autism community. But again, I really wanted to come to you tonight and just share um, the challenges that our parents and caregivers are, are having. As a grandparent, I had the advantage of having dealt with, I had raised children, um, I went through the teenage years, I had also had grandchildren, I had other grandchildren before Anthony, so I also was already, um, uh, had gained a different level of patience. So as a grandparent, but at the same, that's the positive side, but as a grandparent, I expected to have uh, to be hanging out with my friends, rocking in a chair, reading a book to my grandchildren, having them over for a weekend and sending them home. And so uh, the universe had a different uh, path for me. And so I have learned to embrace it. Um, It wasn't always a welcome uh, journey. That's for sure. I don't think anybody would desire this uh, journey. Again, it's not the the people on the spectrum. It is all of the things that affect individuals on the spectrum. And they have a right to live a full and happy life. And so I hope that I enlightened you a little bit. uh, And that you are able to understand why autism awareness is so important. And why Anthony's voice is so excited about joining hands with other organizations, parents, communities, and helping lessen the despair and the mental anguish and the failed marriages and the siblings that are neglected, helping all these these areas together as a community. Good night. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. This episode is sponsored by Loudmouth.com, the number one small business online network. We're putting the word out about small business. Put your business on the referral network online that wants to put the word out about you. Thirty point seven million small businesses in the U.S. Creating one point five million jobs annually. Small business accounts for 64% of new job creation in the U.S. There's strength in numbers. No matter what we face, know that there's strength in us. Because of you, we're able, we're capable, we're resilient. And we are available because we are small business. And together, we're the economy. You're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network.